And in the response, they said, thank you for reaching out, but we're not interested right now. It wasn't the response I wanted, obviously, but, but I do think I'm one step closer and who knows, maybe someone sees my website and next thing, you know, I'm, I'm sitting next to Joseph Gordon Levitt. So yeah, I think you just got to keep putting it out there, man. Have to. JG is going to meet JGL. It's going to happen. It has to happen. (laughs) It has to happen. There's so many reasons it should happen. What's up, everybody? This is the What A Year podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy George. And today I've got with me one of my very good friends and old coworker, Dan Omachinu, uh, to discuss goal number 32, to write and record a rap. This is something Dan helped me with back in uh, 2020, and I completed it January 10th, 2021. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for hopping on, man. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. What's up? Uh, <laughs> the rap is awesome. Um, I hope everybody <laughs> takes a listen. It's, it's going to be tracking on the Billboard charts yeah soon (laughs) no man seriously like mad props to you i think it came out great and yeah it was exciting that to help in in the tiny way that i did for sure no i appreciate that man yeah we'll see you know we had a great time doing it um (laughs) let's see just a little bit of background on on dan well so he and i met at simon data we uh which is the last company i worked for dan and i worked together for about a year and a half was obviously one of my favorite coworkers from back then He's now at Amazon. He's an account manager specializing in fintech startups. This guy's got a crazy background, so you'll have to bear with me for a second. He's also the founder of Outlet Collective, which is a dope organization that I have uh, gone and seen a few times. Also a major philanthropist. He's an associate board member for Raised by Us, um, who uh, I also have gotten a chance to, to meet with briefly. Uh, and he's on and recently on the board of directors for an organization called Art Start. Uh, these are both uh, nonprofits based in New York. Uh, and then outside of that, he's a, uh, he's a YouTuber, local office comedian, uh, aspiring Hooper, although, you know, he's still got to work on that jump shot a little bit and, uh, and a rapper. He's got an album coming out. I want to make sure I get this right. An album called sunlight and, uh, it's going to be released on October 8th. So dude, a lot of exciting stuff. Thanks, man. You're very right about the jump shot. I actually played uh, <laughs> last week's Sunday and man, I, my pump fake, it wasn't moving anyone. I did a pump <laughs> fake and people were just looking at me like, go ahead. We'll take the ball back. We're good. <laughs> yeah, so that's spot on. No, but man, I appreciate it. Appreciate all, all the kind words. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about the album. So I appreciate you mentioning that. And that's yeah, it. man, good times. Happy to be here on the What a Year podcast. Let's yes, go. Sir. All right, man. Well, it's good to have you. I was trying to, I really couldn't find anything to rag, rag you for. So I just had to pull out the basketball jump shot. Which is pretty hilarious because because my jump shot's not too hot either. <laughs> but um, yours, yours goes in, man. We played a couple times. J- JG is a hooper. Not not from distance. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's uh, so let's hop in with the first question. I was like to start with, um, you know, when I orig- originally reached out to you about this, which was a while ago now, and asked for your help. I guess question number one is, were you surprised? Um, and then number two is, uh, why did you want to help out? So I was surprised just because. I thought, you know, maybe we were just catching up. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then when you mentioned it, I also thought it was kind of just like, oh yeah, some, you know, made a little list of things I've always wanted to do. But then you sent me like 
or, or then I, I took a look at the website. And I was like, oh man, this is legit. Honestly, for me at that time, it was immediately inspirational because everybody was kind of holed up. Yeah. It was doom and gloom everywhere. Um, you know, obviously there's still a lot of that, but it was just a moment of, I think me seeing somebody turn a time that could be kind of negative and kind of hopeless for folks and making it a time to make the most out of life. And I've told you, we were talking about it earlier, but it was also great timing for something like that. You know, you always have to weigh the opportunity costs when you're going on a journey like the one you went on. And I think yep. it just made so much sense for you. Um, and I was just, just impressed too, of just like to come, to come up with that and to just go out on a limb. So mad respect to this day. And it definitely inspires me to just think about the things that I want to do. Um, so awesome. That, that was my interpretation. I was very surprised and very <laughs> impressed and inspired. For sure. I mean, I appreciate that, man. And I know, I guess it must've been fall of fall of 2020 when, when we first talked about it. So yeah, it was definitely a, a gloomier time. And I guess for a little bit of context for, um, for folks, uh, Dan and I worked at the same company where I was most recently laid off. So he, he knew kind of, we, we talked probably the week after I got laid off. So um, he, he followed a lot of just like my mental thought process in terms of, okay, what am I going to do next amidst this, this pandemic, you know, the social unrest, all the stuff going on in the world. Yeah. That was shocking too. I mean, very shocking. Just to be clear, man, like you were a <laughs> savage, you were a savage at your job and that kicked off. I mean, the right. process yeah, true. that yeah. led me to uh, to leave, and and, and I, I'm not you know I'm not here to to talk down on 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 our old company or anything like that, but for sure it just for me I, the way I thought about you and your abilities, the things I saw, you know, I, I gave you a recommendation on LinkedIn, man. Like yeah, you're yeah. a savage at your job, <laughs> like terrific at it. So yeah. I was very much like, wait a minute, what is going on here? That's that's a the big reason that I was like, I need to start looking and, you know, look at us now. <laughs> yeah, man, man, look at us now. There was kind of a cascade. I feel like after that moment, you moved to Ollie right within the same, you know, the same general time frame. That's it. Back yeah. to back to back to back. And I felt like that was like the the OG crew as well. It was. Um, but CJ still holding it down. CJ's holding it, it down, man. He's holding Shout it down. out to CJ. He's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shout out CJ Fuse. <laughs> um, I know we've been talking a little bit about work, but just to bring it back to uh, to to the creative side, to the rap and everything along those lines, the one question I've I've been dying to hear, and I know you've told me a little bit, but when I sent you my first draft, or maybe my second draft, I don't know, whatever draft you can think of, was it better or worse than you expected? It was easily better and, and, and maybe <laughs> your expectations were like man this guy's got no idea what he's doing i mean i just you know i didn't think you could rap at all i just didn't know right i didn't have evidence right yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. you know i know you're like a, a hall of fame football player and <laughs> i know you're a ridiculously good right. soccer player as we talked about solid basketball player i know you're an athlete and all that because i've seen it yeah, I know you listen right. to a little bit of hip hop, but like, I was like, oh, Jeremy is Skills a rap, Yeah, but you just seem to have an intuition about um, lines and, and even the syllables. That's a big thing. People that don't rap, there's typically just not a good fit within the syllables. It's like they try yeah. to squeeze too many words. They don't stay on beat. 
you didn't have any of those problems. So that's why I was so impressed when I first heard it. It was kind of like, oh, dude's on beat. The syllables <laughs> all make sense. Had a few lines, lines in there that I would define as quote unquote bars. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a good thing. That. Yeah. So it was definitely better than I expected, man. I thought you did a good job. Seriously. And it sounded like you had some fun with it too. I did, man. I did. You know, and that's like at the end of the day, you know, when I listen back, I think what it really comes down to for me is I actually do think that rhythmically I was able to stay on, you know, it's, it's a little bit of that, that Bay area, I think swagger that you just grew up with living in, you know, near Oakland. There you go. Um, the, the, my main takeaway and no one, no one really likes the sound of their own voice, but I, I don't have a rapper's voice, so I'll stick to a, I'll stick to singing, but um, it was fun, man. It was, it was a ton of fun. And one of the things that actually I learned, and I'm curious, you know, what your perspective is on this. When I originally had this idea of just writing a rap, the, the first, first draft that I wrote before I even talked to you was actually called Bicoastal. And I thought I was just going to write like a fun rap about like a West coast, East coast lifestyle. Right. Cause I grew up in San Francisco Bay area, moved mm. to New York, uh, you know, and then I have my place in Miami and obviously you're from Miami and, and I went to school in San Diego. So I was kind of, I was envisioning like this music video, like at a club in New York, then on the beach in Miami, then on the beach in San Diego, back to SF. Oh, and so high it was production just, value right there. <laughs> exactly. And it was like, my initial idea was it would just be a really fun, just kind of, you know, fucking around type of type of rap song. But then as I was trying to write and put pen to paper, I found it really difficult. Like, like there weren't really things naturally coming out of me. And so I, I went through this exercise. Where I was like, all right, just write, right? Like, I, I can't remember what the name of it exactly, but you just write without, without picking your pen up, you know, keep the pen, pen to paper, let it flow for three minutes. And the things that naturally came out of me were really about this project. And as you know, the final product of my rap has actually been not at all bi-coastal, you know, living it up on the beach and in the clubs. It, it's been a much more kind of intimate story of like why I decided to start this project and, and, and what it's really meant to me and just kind of what I was thinking. Um, so mm -hmm. it was a really interesting, like creative process for me. Cause I don't do much in, in the way of arts to see that, like, that's what actually ended up coming out onto paper. And that's what I ended up actually producing. It was totally different from my initial vision. So, so I have a question for you there. I'm curious, yeah. like, how did you even think, because that strategy is really good as someone who writes music a lot and who has been doing it a lot lately, obviously with the album coming out, right. yeah. how did you come up or find out about that strategy of just like writing all of your thoughts and not stopping? Cause that's essentially freestyling on paper, whether or not it rhymes. That's a really, really good point. Um, I don't know the actual answer to that question. Uh, it, it's, it's a tactic that actually initially I was using. Um, and you know, I've talked to you about this a little bit, but I was going through a lot of like kind of mental health struggles too at the yeah. time, uh, even prior to the pandemic actually. And so in my research of doing that, I came across a lot of different tactics, primarily meditation, which I actually do every single day and then wow. journaling. And then within the realm of journaling, I would write one line a day and I have a little book. So, but, but through the process of just, I think doing a little bit of research there on like, how can I strengthen my brain? that must've been one of the tactics that popped up is like, just let your brain kind of, you know, free flow. And just like you said, it's, it's freestyle on paper. Um, so I wow. think that's probably how I came across it. Yeah. That's the, that's super powerful, man. And I think um, it's an awesome yeah. technique. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's meaningful. And I've, I've gone through little stretches where I've journaled a bit, but uh, it's so, I think it can be so restorative to kind of express your thoughts that way and the meditation as well. But yeah, man, the reason I want to ask that is because like, 
it's so impressive that you knew of that tool and went to that because a lot of people, when they think about, oh, I'd love to write a rap song one day, or I want to write a rap song. They think that they're just going to open up a, like a journal or something and just start writing. But the way it actually works is you need concepts. And it's super interesting that you bring this up because when I was creating this album, Sunlight, I had to write the concepts down that I thought maybe I wanted to cover. And I had to think about the concept of the title. And and that's what was my North Star when when I was writing. And it helps you in the process because when I've tried to write without a concept, which I've done tons of times, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to write like some bars or whatever. Yep. It just takes me so much longer. And the reality is some of the lyrics, most of them, they come out less meaningful. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it's with you, you had such an awesome concept in what a year because it's driving so much of, of your life. And I, I remember in the song, you even reflected on being down. You know, given that everything that happened, you talked about losing your job in the song. And that's when you, I think, create some of the most artistic magic when you harp on very real things in your life that are personal uh, to you. There's something about it that catches the ear of a listener more. There's something about it that makes people think about empathy and it makes them listen when you say, I went through this and I felt like this. So capturing that stuff, in in a in a song the way you did is great man it's great i appreciate that man um i mean man you had so many so many solid lines there that i i want to go back on all of them but one question i have is how often do you find that the original vision maybe that you had for a song does actually differ entirely from what the the final product is honestly sometimes what will happen is i have a vision I start writing and then I realize I want to tweak the vision a bit yeah. because of the things that are hitting when I'm writing. Yeah. But it's very rarely the case that I have a vision and then I completely do something else. Like I had, I had a vision for this album, a song that didn't make the album um, uh, called me and my phone. Mm. The song was going to be written from the perspective of my phone um, <laughs> and just like how obsessed we all are with our phones yep, and the yep. idea that like basically like you're gonna come and grab me like you can't put me down like that type of thing and i like that. i i followed through with it i made a version of a song with it but i was looking at it i didn't think it was good enough at all i didn't think the concept of flesh was fleshed out enough mm-hmm. and i didn't think it linked enough to some of the messages that i was looking to send with the project yep. so that will happen more often than me starting and then ending up somewhere else. I might start and end up where I thought, but I might look at it and be like, this isn't, you know, the quality right, that I wanted. Right. So yeah. And you have to have I'll that. Well, yeah. So it's, it's an iterative process, obviously, but your, your end vision is always going to stay kind of the same, even if the course you take to get there is a little bit different, but you also have to have the willingness to, to ax, ax your baby sometimes, you know, Ooh, even though it's this thing crucial. that you created. That's tough. Well, and it sounds like you, you did that, right? You, you asked the yeah. bi-coastal one. Yeah. And would you say for, for the what a year focused one, um, did it turn out the way you expected and kind of planned? Honestly, not at all. The, the general takeaway in the story was actually entirely different. It's just, it's a different feel. I didn't even have my, um, my, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess background music, the instrumental. I hadn't even selected mm-hmm. that yet. Cause obviously that has a lot to do with the mood and the tone. 
my original thought was the instrumental would be something a lot more lighthearted and upbeat. And I ended up going with, um, uh, Eminem song, not afraid. That's the instrument yeah. I use, which is a little bit darker, more intense, you know? So, so yeah, so it ended up being a very different rap, but I'm, I'm really happy with it, you know? And, and I feel like it, it was actually also very cathartic sort of therapeutic for me to be able to get these feelings and emotions out on paper and then package it in this way that is an art form. It's not just the freestyle rap on paper. It's something I can listen to, you know, 20 years from now, if I just, if I decide to put myself through that pain. So. No, but dude, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, creating art like this, it's a form of journaling that in my opinion can potentially be more fun. I think journaling is good for you, but creating art, capturing a moment that becomes nostalgia, capturing a memory, a period or an emotion, like in the form of art, it could be so fun, man. The process is therapeutic, Uh, going back to it. It can bring laughs. It can bring pain. It can remind you of people. So I love that you chose this as one of your, uh, your things to do on, on your, my way list, because I think, you know, now, you know what it feels like to have a vision, to execute, to make things rhyme, but to stay on topic. There's so much that it pushes your mind to do and there's nothing else like it. Yeah. There's nothing else like it. It's so sick. I mean, it's really dope. Um, I am curious for you. I, you know, you do a lot of this type of stuff, whether it's with outlet, with dropping your own album. Um, why do you do it? Right. Like, what, what's yeah. your, your biggest inspiration to maintain it? And, and like, yeah. what, what's, I guess, what's the end goal or is there an end goal for you? Yeah, for me growing up, my, uh, you know, my dad, he's a professor um, and he painted growing up. He still paints. Mm. I, I remember being a kid and either asking him or wondering, like, are you a professor? Are you a painter? Like what, like, what is the deal? And um, right. what he expressed to me is kind of like, this is something that I enjoy doing. This is something that is, is a passion for me, makes me feel connected to something that I like. Uh, and when I think about having a creative outlet, that's how I think about it. It's like, there doesn't need to be necessarily a goal. It's you unlocking another side of yourself. Um, and I think when you can tap into a, a creative side where it's not an assignment. It's not a responsibility. Right. It's something that you use your mind to do for fun. There's a different level of connectivity when you make something, uh, to your point earlier, that lasts. You can mm-hmm. come back 20 years and that's that thing that you made. Yeah. And if we really recall, like the reason why I think a lot of our parents keep like our old science projects or some of the old <laughs> little gifts yeah. that we made for them. Right. If you go look at those things, I suspect they're going to hit you emotionally in a unique way. to like a lot of other things that you might see from your childhood, right. because it's you're, you're capturing. It's a, your it's a creative relic of mind. your past. It's, yeah. it's a relic of your past and it's a relic of your creative mind at a point in time. Exactly. Exactly. And that's pretty cool to see. So I think that, and then just like the simple basic fact of like, it gives me a lot of enjoyment. It's like, and and I believe in, in life, like we should be looking for what our passion and our purpose is. And, you know, part of the reason I do these things, I started the YouTube channel to try to combat 
just negative energy in the world and yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of and uh a stance against a lot of facts a stance against a lot of truths and i was like what's my medium to try to combat this and i felt like you know i'm not always talking about serious things i talk about fun stuff too but let me talk about different issues and different concepts and ideas and just use my voice in that medium of communication uh so yeah between youtube it's about kind of making an impact and trying to find my purpose with rap and and writing music it's about trying to tap into my passion and trying to unlock uh those creative moments um and to make memories that capture my creative mind in one in one moment yeah yeah and with the youtube channel in particular um and i would imagine maybe on the rap as well but you you involve other people too right it's not just you talking you bring on folks i mean kind of similar to this actually where we're just having a conversation um, what, I guess, what's, what's the reason you like to bring on other people? I mean, you know, there's some obvious reasons, but I'm just curious. Yeah, for sure. Some of the obvious stuff is like, it can make things more dynamic. People yep. can probably just get bored of hearing me yap all day. I can yap, <laughs> man. I can talk. Annoying ass Dan's voice. <laughs> exactly. Me, I would never subscribe from, to this From shit. a former coworker. <laughs> yeah, used to hear me all the time. Just, just talking crap. Yeah, so but, tired um, of hearing this guy. <laughs> so that's one big reason but dude also like i feel like um selflessness isn't common enough and i love to just i just love to support my friends and just to give them a platform to talk about something that they know a lot about and i'm not an expert on a lot of things at all so whenever i can tap into people that have a you know significant expertise in an area definitely i want to bring them on i want people to hear their thoughts and i want to give them a platform um i love doing that i think it it's it's a great way to enrich any platform that you have um and to give people a chance to just showcase things that they've been studying about and learning about for a long time yeah totally and it also helps to being able to just get to the truth of a matter with someone who is, you know, a seasoned expert in XYZ field. Uh, and then of course, everyone can take those facts and, and have their own opinions about them. But I think a lot of us think it's critical to at least have everyone operate from the same source of truth. And then we can extrapolate off of that, but we need to make sure that everyone agrees, you know, what's true and what's not um, first on any topic. Yeah, man. Yeah. 100%. And it's, it's extremely critical right now, right? Like, <laughs> yes, I think it's special to just give people and experts a chance to be heard. And I don't want to just be on my platform being like, this is what I think, this is what I, this is what I think I want to. So it kind of knocks out multiple birds in one stone. You can bring on experts, give uh, your platform more credibility, and you can just connect with friends and just support people. Yeah, um, totally. so, yeah I feel like there's a bunch of reasons to do it. That's been one of my favorite things about doing this podcast and really the the primary catalyst for doing the podcast in this structure where each week I just bring on someone that helped me out with one of the things on my goals is like, it's just fun. It's a good way to catch up, but it's also a good opportunity to talk about, you know, you and I could catch up and we do catch up all the time and just shoot the shit. But it's a, it's like, we've never really had this conversation before, you know, when we're just like kicking it, I haven't been like, Hey Dan, like share your inspirations with me. Or like, why did you do this thing? So it's cool. It's, it's a really, it's a cool way to connect with friends on something that I feel like is very meaningful and hopefully, you know, a a deeper and and, and richer conversation in some ways. Um, Not that the other conversations aren't, aren't fun too. No, I get what you're saying. You're calling me a shallow guy. I get it. I (laughs) mean, look, (laughs) yeah, there's not a lot going on up here. So you're making my life hard, man. I have to really like dig deep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We always, uh, I think we, we always actually have pretty good conversations, even when we're just kicking back. 
Always, dude. Always good times. Good yeah. combos. Well, hey, man. Um, the last question I always like to end with, uh, what is one thing that's on your bucket list? So I started to think about this the other day. And I think for me, with the album about to come out, yeah, I'll be honest, with this album and with any music things that I do, I typically say I do it for fun. And I do do it for fun. But my true self says I would love for people to like love it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would love for to be like, hell yeah, this hell is yeah. Sick. Like, everyone's playing this. Like, that's the, that's the truth, right? Um, and hey, in that's light real. of that, that's real. Yeah. So, in light of that, I think my bucket list item or my way item is um, I'd love to perform with a rapper that I really, that I really wow. respect. I, I'd, lo- I'd love to do that one day, just like perform or even just rap just like freestyle or something with a rapper who I'm like, yo, this is a sick rapper. And mm-hmm. I did that in my life. I would love to do that one day. Would it have to be on like on stage live necessarily, or could it just no, be no. on an album or I mean a song? Yeah. I, I, I shouldn't have even said perform just rap. Even if I'm like walking by or I'm backstage and I end up freestyling with Kendrick or freestyling with like Royce to five, nine. Yeah. Um, I would, love to do something like that just just in my life yeah dude that would i mean that would be sick that is definitely a bucket list item right there right. when and what i like about it actually is um that you you you've put some parameters around it which i think a lot of people don't necessarily do you know a lot of people will say i would love for everyone to just love my rap but that's that's so unquantifiable yeah. the way that you basically have said okay the way i'm gonna make that tangible is if I have an opportunity through music yes. to just perform with one of these guys, that's the dream. Um, that'd be sick, man. Well, I hope you can do it. A hundred percent. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Well, so I was just gonna, like, what, what do you think is the path? Like, how do, how do you even get there? Right. You've got the album coming out. Then what? I think it's, so it's, it's a, a few, a few ways. I think one way could be, you know, sharing this album with the right people, who knows, getting in like some studio with one of these people and having an opportunity to rap with them. Yep. That's kind of like, obviously a reach. The other way is maybe more possible in the short to medium term, which is like keep stacking bread, knock on wood and <laughs> get really good seats at a concert yeah. <laughs> go yep. go back go backstage and like and just, just end up rapping with like yeah yeah like with jay electronica or something it's like oh like i rap it's like you do spit something and then wow. boom and then we end up freestyling like i don't know that's that's uh i think those are a couple potential routes to yeah. knocking out that bucket list item dude i see that I mean, I see both and, and obviously you can, you can try to do both in parallel. You don't have to choose one or the other. Um, all right, Dan, well, speaking of, I know you got to get running for, uh, for another recording sash. So I'll let you get going, dude, but thank you again very much for hopping on. Obviously always a blast to catch up brother. Jeremy, my guy, hundred percent, man. Thanks for having me yes, on. Sir. Yeah. The, what are your podcasts? Yes, All sir. the best to you, man. And, uh, yeah, let me know. Uh, let me know when you're in SF. Oh, thousand percent. I will. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to kick it. Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right, Dan. Take it easy, bro. All right. Peace, man. Later. Back in September, yeah, I wrote down a list of all the things I want to do. Right record a rap is number 32. You see, it wasn't long ago. My life was saved. But once again, I had a job, a steady business, and a beautiful girl. Then within a couple months, man, I lost it all. Life gets fucking dark when you start to free fall.
just seems to unfold.